welcome to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play? If you have any interest in video games, you probably haven't missed the fact that two new video game consoles came out this week. Or I guess three new video game consoles came out. We've got the Xbox Series S and Series X, and we've got the PlayStation 5. All of these consoles, they've got faster loading times, shinier graphics, and they all come with their own little bits of accessibility issues, which we can talk about on this show. One of the biggest day one differences between the new Xbox Series consoles and the PlayStation 5 is support for legacy controllers from last-gen consoles. We talked about this a little bit in our accessibility episodes about each of the new consoles, but put simply, the new Xbox consoles allow for support for all Xbox One controllers, whereas the PlayStation 5 has limited PlayStation 4 controller support. It supports it for backwards compatible titles, but not for new titles, and that's a bit weird and it has some problems attached to it. So this week on Accessibility, we're going to talk a little bit about why Microsoft support for legacy Xbox One controllers is so important, why Sony might be pushing players to have to use their new controller, the evidence we have that shows that Sony could let you use a PlayStation 4 controller, and why legacy controller support is even more important for Sony systems than it is for Microsoft's. So to start, let's summarise where Microsoft currently stands when it comes to legacy controller support. The Xbox Series S and Series X both feature full legacy support for all last-gen Xbox controllers. The controller that's shipped with your Xbox One, your spare wired 360 controller, or your unofficial third-party controller with a turbo button should all work day one out of the box on Xbox Series X. The new Xbox Series controller features only a single new button, a dedicated share button for capturing screenshots and videos. With that exception, all old Xbox controllers are fully featured and are entirely able to make the most of next-gen games. This allows for Xbox gamers who already have a working controller that suits their accessibility needs, like a controller with unusual button placements or a turbo button, to continue using them on the next generation of Xbox games. Additionally, the Xbox Series X and S support the Xbox Adaptive Controller, a mass-produced modular accessibility controller designed to help disabled gamers play more games, by allowing for a variety of non-standard inputs to be mapped to various buttons. While the adaptive controller is a lot more readily available and cheaply produced than other bespoke disability controller setups, it's still fairly pricey compared to a standard controller. As such, the fact that it doesn't need to be replaced going from last gen to next gen removes a barrier that might have prevented disabled players moving up to next gen hardware. Put simply, Microsoft is a perfect example of the importance of supporting backwards compatible controllers on new hardware. You don't shut out gamers who have unofficial custom controllers that help them game, and you don't leave disabled gamers in the position of needing a new custom disability controller which can be expensive to acquire in order to keep playing new games. With that out of the way, we're going to talk about Sony and their approach to legacy controller support, because honestly, legacy controller support not only demonstrably works, we could be playing PS5 games with PS4 controllers, we have evidence of that, but legacy controller support for Sony consoles is much more important than it would be on Microsoft consoles because 
getting a working disability-focused controller for a PlayStation console is not as simple as it is on Microsoft systems, and you need to keep those bespoke solutions working as long as possible. I mentioned earlier in this video that the new Xbox Series controller doesn't feature any major new features that would prevent past-generation controllers from being used to play modern games. By comparison, the PS5's DualSense controller does feature two major new features, and they're features Sony is trying to push hard at the launch of the console – haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Haptic feedback is basically fancy rumble able to mimic different intensities and patterns of rumble from different positions across the controller. The controller's adaptive triggers can resist being pushed, mimicking the sensation of clicking a camera shutter or of pressing on a spring to condense it. Both new features provide impressive immersion that Sony is eager for players to experience, but both are also barriers to accessibility, which Sony allows players to completely switch off on a system level. With haptic feedback and adaptive triggers turned off, the DualSense is functionally identical to the PS4's DualShock 4. In theory, there's no reason why PS4 controllers couldn't be used to play PS5 games. In fact, we know they functionally work, because there is a workaround to play PS5 games with a PS4 controller. If you own both a PS4 and a PS5, you can load up the Remote Play app on your PS4 and use a PS4 controller to play your PS5, streaming gameplay over your home internet connection to your PS5. PS5 games are totally playable with a PS4 controller, demonstrably so. The only reasons I can think of to not support them on PS5 natively are a combination of desire to push their new controller's optional features, and a desire to make money selling additional controllers. So why is this such a big deal that the PS5 doesn't support PS4 controllers for next-gen games? Well, because limiting PS4 controller support shuts a lot of gamers out of upgrading to a new console. First, there's the simple issues. PS4 controllers are generally smaller, lighter, and narrower than the DualSense controller for the PS5. If you've got an unofficial controller with unique button placements or other accessibility features, you won't be able to transfer it forward, and will have to wait long enough for third-party manufacturers to start making similar controllers that work with the PS5. But perhaps more importantly, any gamers with a custom PS4 disability controller will likely have a much more difficult time replacing it than Xbox gamers would in this situation. Sony doesn't have an equivalent of the Xbox Adaptive Controller for PlayStation consoles, a mass-produced and easily available modular disability-focused controller. If you love PlayStation's first-party titles, but need a custom controller to game, chances are high you'll need the help of a charity such as Special Effect, who specialise in making custom game controllers. Charities such as Special Effect have limited budgets and waiting lists, and a lot of people at any one time requiring their help and support. Where an Xbox gamer can buy a set of modular parts online to get themselves gaming, someone on PS4 would likely need a bespoke controller built for them to keep them gaming. The fact that those bespoke disability controllers, often made by charities, won't be supported on the PlayStation 5 sucks. It means that players will either need to join the queue for a new custom-built accessibility controller, or be left behind, unable to continue playing the Sony games they love. Sony's refusal to support PS4 controllers on PS5 is totally something they have the power to change. They've already, to differing degrees, made it happen. Several brands of PS4 fighting game sticks and racing wheels are supported on the PS5, showing that support for PS4 controllers is possible and within Sony's control. Sony 
I know you love your controller's new features. I love them too, and I know that you want to push adoption by not giving players the option to not use those controllers. I get it, I get it, but look, if your new features are as amazing as you think they are, which I think they are, I think they're that amazing, you don't need to pressure us to use them. You've got a packing game that shows why they're cool, and anyone who finds them cool will use them. By trying to pressure people to use your new controller and only your new controller, all you're doing is shutting out disabled players who can't use that controller, and that's not a worthwhile price for something that you don't need to pressure us to use. It's a cool feature, we will use it if we can. Please, Sony, look at what your competition is doing. Microsoft have dedicated accessibility controllers. They've not shut players out from using their legacy controllers, and day one, that just makes their console a much more inviting proposition for disabled players. I get that you're trying to push new stuff, I get that you want to sell new controllers, but you're doing it at the expense of shutting out disabled players, and that is not a trade-off that you should be making. That is a horrible trade-off to see. The sheer number of disabled gamers this week who have tweeted me telling me that a lack of PS4 controller support means they cannot upgrade to the PS5, because their custom controller that they need will not work, it's been heartbreaking to see. Sony, please don't put pushing new features ahead of accessibility for disabled players.